Welcome to the Next Level Life podcast with Christine Corcoran, where I talk all things mindset, motivation, and entrepreneurship. Each week, I will endeavor to bring you a new episode with a thought, insight, or interview with an inspiring thought leader or successful business owner, all about taking your life and business to the next level. Each episode is designed to open up your mind to a new perspective and inspire you to live your life with purpose and passion. Ready to get started? Let's go. Welcome to the next episode of the Next Level Life podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by my five-day Next Level Business Challenge, which is a Facebook and Instagram challenge designed to take your business to the next level. So if you're feeling stuck and unmotivated and you really want to make sure that you finish off the year really strong with the goals that you had planned to achieve this year, then please join me on this challenge. It's starting on the 8th of October. It's going to be really easy to be a part of. Basically, you just get an email each day with a video and a new topic with a worksheet, and it's going to take you through some really great business strategies to take your business to the next level. So the link is in the show notes. So you can jump on that straight away. So let's get into today's episode. Today's episode is all about understanding where our strengths are, but also understanding where we need to grow in regards to whether we're good at starting, maintaining, or finishing things? This is a question I often ask my clients because it's really fascinating to see what stops us, what holds us back, and what are our our drivers from holding us back from actually getting things done. So when you think about your life in general, which of these three things are you most skilled at? Starting things, maintaining them, or finishing things? So then on the flip, I want you to think about what are you least skilled at? Starting things, maintaining them, or finishing them? Because these three things are keys to getting things done in your business and making sure that you can achieve the results that you want in your life, as well as your business, right? Because if we can't maintain things, how do we actually make things happen long term? If we don't start things, then our ideas stay in our minds and we don't actually allow them to come into fruition. And the same if we don't finish them, we'll never get anything done and you never actually accomplish anything and can't actually celebrate with yourself because you haven't put in the hard yards to make it happen. So I'm going to delve into each one because I think it's really fascinating because it's something that can really shift your results and can change things when you focus on the one that you're least skilled at. So when you're thinking about starting things, for those of you who really struggle with getting started, I want, to, I want you to ask yourself, what are your hidden drivers? What are the things driving you to stop yourself from starting things? Often someone who struggles with starting things is we have multiple ideas, multiple passions, and we, instead of actually getting started, we kind of get stuck in that procrastination phase and we get stuck in the, oh, but what if I tried this? And what if I tried that? And what if I did this? And it really, really stops us from actually getting started and making things happen. And it's where we've got to really decide and choose to focus on one thing at a time. You know that old saying that um, multitasking is a waste of time? It's really interesting because I used to call myself a multitasker. Like I, It was like a badge of honor for me. I multitask like a queen. I could have multiple screens open on my computer and be bouncing back and forth and getting shit done really quickly. 
But in saying that, once I delved into understanding the, the mind better and talking to um, a lot of different coaches, understanding neuroscience and how the brain switches from one idea to the next, it was really fascinating to understand the, the sci scientific studies that they've done on multitasking. And it was one of those things where they came back with that it actually takes your brain up to 13 minutes to actually shift and get back into conscious thought into a, a different idea. So you're going from one idea to the next, or say you're going from one screen to the next or one task to the next, to actually take conscious thought and active thought that's going to move that forward, it takes about 13 minutes to basically recalibrate. Like, isn't that crazy? So if you think about your shifting between you know 20 different things throughout the day, are you actually wasting time or are you getting things done? So often it was a bit of a it was a bit of a shift for me because it was a real struggle because I was like, I'm so good at this, I'll just keep doing it and it's making it, it's working for me. But then when I really analyzed it, I was like, actually, when I do focus on the one thing and remove all distractions, I was able to get things done much quicker. Uh, and it did help shift the the needle in my business. So when you think about starting things, there's a couple of different things that I'd like you to consider before I'm going to suggest some strategies that you can put into place to start improving that area for yourself. So what is whole, what are you not achieving by getting started? So who is it that you are not being that you want to be to get things started? So often it's this identity around, well, if I do that, I'm going to have to take responsibility for it. Or if I say I'm going to do that and I don't get started, it means I don't have to take responsibility and I don't have to be that person. It's really a fear of stepping up and a fear of success. And often it's a place of keeping ourselves safe from that judgment or keeping ourselves safe from having to be responsible, which for some is a real struggle. You know, it's really interesting when you, when you look at that and you're like, just get started. But for some, that's the worst thing that they can do because that actually means they'll actually have to step up. So I really want you to be aware of this, not take judgment on yourself for it, but just notice it and go, well, if I'm that sort of person that I really struggle to get started on things, for all the time that I'm stopping myself from getting started and jumping from one idea to the next and one idea to the next and this and this and getting distracted, what are you missing out on? What is it costing you? Because honestly, it's costing you so much joy in your life and so much passion and drive and creativity just by getting things started. So I would implore you to choose one thing. If that, if that is you and you've got 50 million passions on the go and you've got 7,000 tasks going at one time, but you just don't know where to start, you need to choose. Choose one and know that it's going to work out just fine. You can separate your time out and decide, okay, for the first part of the morning, I'm gonna work on this, and the second half of the day, I'm gonna work on that. Or it could be that you choose one passion to work with, and you go all in, and you start, and you maintain it, and you keep going for a minimum of you know two to three months. You've really got to delve in to really understand whether it is something that you want to do. It's one of those things, right? We don't we don't get started because they're like, how do I know I'm going to love it? How do I know it's going to work? How do I know? Well, you don't. But if you don't get started, you will never know. 
because all of those things come after the fact. When you spend the time delving in and really enjoying yourself and figuring out if it's actually what it is that you're passionate about, then that's where the truth comes, right? It's really interesting because I have clients that talk to me about niching down and looking at their ideal clients and they're like, I want to have multiple multiple ideal clients, which is totally fine. You can have multiple uh, ideal clients, but you need to focus on one with a launch. You need to focus on one with a campaign and you need to do it for a period of time. It can't be something that you do for you know, a week and then change and then another week and then change. You're confusing so much of your audience and you're confusing so much of every aspect of your business, your copy, your program, like everything. So it's really interesting. Even if you just choose one niche and then focus all on that niche for the next six months, see the results that you can create. And then if you want to branch out and you want to go more general, then that works as well. But you've got to start with one thing and speak your message clearly and directly and people know who you are and the right person to go to for this purpose. Then that's where you can create the results you're looking for. But if you don't get started, then no one will ever know you're the right person to work with. Okay, so a couple of different actionable steps that you can take when it, when you struggle with getting started. One, like I said, choose and focus. Start to retrain your brain to focus on one thing at a time. The way we do one thing is usually the way we do all things. So I challenge you to look at every other aspect of your life and see, is it something that you struggle starting things in all parts of your life? Is it that you actually struggle to get started on a gym regime, a gym regime, or, you know, is it, um, all other different tasks that you just can't find yourself getting started. It's where you've got to retrain your brain to discipline it, to actually get started. And it might be that you trick it and you, and you talk it into just doing 10 minutes. It's something that I suggest for some of my clients where it's like, all I want you to do is focus on this one action for 10 minutes twice a week. Can you do that? And if that's something that you can 150% achieve, like without fail, with it, like it's absolutely possible that you can do that. That's the first step to retraining your brain to learn how to focus. Because for so many years, it's been chopping and changing and going back and forth and getting distracted and moving from one thing to the next and la la la. And it's like, what am I doing? So really actually teaching it to focus and stay focused. Really small, actionable steps. The other one is... And by doing that, actually, is you are proving to yourself that you can do it. This is another thing that really people who really start struggle on actually getting started is because they don't believe in themselves to actually do the task or do the business or, you know, make a success of something that actually don't believe in themselves enough to do it. So taking those small actionable steps helps you to prove to yourself that it is 100% possible. Make these steps so, so small like right down to the minuscule action steps, put them into your diary on a weekly basis and get them done. Prove to yourself that you can do it because otherwise you're fighting against that, that really old belief that oh, I'm just no good at starting things. So recognize that the only reason it's become a strong belief is because you've built up enough evidence to prove yourself right. So now take that step and say, you know what? This isn't working for me. It's not solving my problems. It's causing me more problems 
So I need to start focusing, start choosing and actually go all in and prove to myself that I can do it. Set yourself those small actionable steps and go all in. The other thing that is a challenge for people who struggle with getting started is perfectionism. It's one of those things where, well, we have to wait till we're ready, wait till we're confident or wait till it's 100% perfect. I'm telling you, it's never going to be 100% perfect. But the biggest thing is that I often tell clients that come to me and say, oh, I'm a perfectionist. It's just what who I am. Recognize that identity and recognize if it's something that isn't serving you. Because if it's not, you can shift that because it, that is not everything that you are. I'm sure there's parts of your life where you're not 100% perfect. Although now that I say that, you're probably going to try and prove me wrong. <laughs> but I want you to notice it and go, well, if that's constantly stopping me from getting started, is that a solution? Is that positive? Is that what you want for your life? So I work with two things when it comes to perfectionists. One, the 80-20 rule. Get it a hate, get it 80% perfect and then put it out. Train yourself to get it to 80% and just put it out. I know it sounds scary, but it's going to be okay. <laughs> the other thing I want you to think about too is that how do you know it's perfect until you've put it out there and got feedback to know it is actually perfect? I know it's a challenging thought to think, but it's true, isn't it? How do you know it's true? How do you know it's perfect until it's out there in the world getting feedback? So I want you to think about that. The best way to find out if it's perfect, put it out there, get feedback, tweak it, get it right, and then put it out. But at least it's out there. Awesome. Cool. Let's move on to maintaining. So maintaining is one thing that I struggled with a long, for a long time. And it's still something that I actually work on because I do get bored really easily. So maintaining is one of those things that for people who get really bored easily, they struggle to maintain that focus. So this is where the main thing I want you to consider is to start to look at where you can recognize where you're giving up and recognize where you're getting bored and why and recognize what is your quitting? What does your quitting look like? There is usually a pattern that will play out and the reasons why you will give up on yourself. And so being able to become aware of that will really actually help you to shift it because you can become aware of it and start changing it. So notice the discipline you need and the results that you're achieving. So for, for people who really struggle to maintain, I find smaller milestones really help by breaking it down and separating. So it might be that you have a business goal that you have something you want to launch. And then like, I'm literally like that. Like I'll be like gung ho, get it done, like straight into it. Um, but then I kind of lose momentum. So really look at where you're losing the momentum and notice where you need to reshift re your focus and reinvigorate yourself because a lot of the time it's because you've either lost focus of where you want to get it, where you want to get it to, or what you're wanting to what you're wanting to achieve, or for some reason you've kind of backstepped. So in that situation, what I would do is is recognize what your um, quitting looks like, recalibrate, so refocus, remind yourself why you got started, and keep smaller milestones. So if it's say like a weight loss goal, rather than thinking, oh, well, I've got to have this goal for the next six months, like for someone who struggles to maintain, that sounds like the hardest thing to achieve. Whereas if you're like, if I just go week to week and my goal is to lose one kilo a week and I'm going to recheck in with myself each week and know that 
I'm not always going to lose that kilo, but if I maintain it, then I might lose one this week and one next week. So really just notice, notice that and start shifting and kind of put those little milestones in place for yourself. So almost like reward yourself to keep going. So I would always suggest smaller milestones, put in some um, rewards in between to keep your focus happening and keep reminding yourself why you got started. So one of the main questions I would ask for someone who really struggles with maintaining things is what is it you're not doing that you would like to do? Because often it's actually because they're, they stop doing those tasks. Like we get bored, right? So we like get halfway in and you actually often find that people who struggle to maintain is they actually get results early. Like they get started and they get the results, but they get bored or for some reason, other things distract them. So recognizing one, what your quitting looks like and two, what distractions. So almost plan ahead of time. So, okay. Like when you first have a goal and you're planning to achieve it and it's over a longer period of time and you know that maintaining is not your strength, put in those smaller milestones, but then say to yourself, okay, what am I going to, what's the main thing that's going to hold me back from achieving this? What's one thing that might stop me from actually getting to my goal and start recognizing, okay, well, I know that in three weeks time, I've got this happening in my life. I need to be plan ahead of time. So I know how to deal with that at that time. So it could be uh, a weight loss goal where you're going on a holiday, or it might be that you're um, deciding to give up, give up alcohol for October, but you've got a friend's birthday, like planning ahead on how you're actually going to deal with that situation and know how you're going to handle it mentally, as well as verbally, because you want to be able to articulate how you're going to get through that possibly to other people. Cause often it's, sometimes where we um, have to put ourselves in situations that are going to steer us off course, but it's up to us to make that choice. So we've got to bring ourselves back into it, remind ourselves why we got started and then take those steps to make sure that we stay on track. Awesome. Okay, cool. So the last one is finishing things. This is where all the fun happens, right? This is where we actually get our goal. This is where we actually get a finished product or get the results that we're looking for. Yet some people really struggle with it. Now there's two aspects I want to talk about here because finishing things is actually my forte. Like I love getting things done. It's like my thing. I will always strive, strive, strive and get, make, make stuff happen. But what's interesting about that is that I'm often so go, go, go and hustle, hustle, hustle that I forget to actually enjoy the journey. And sometimes I'll be so rushed to get something done that I will actually not do it a hundred percent. So I won't necessarily focus on all the finer details that really need to be done, but because my focus is just getting it done. So recognizing that, like I've recognized that for myself and know that if something is really important to me, then I have to take a step back and go, okay, so what's the goal here and how much time would I like to take on it? even though I want to get it done by tomorrow, I need to just be flexible with the amount of time. So it's like, okay, if I'm going to need to get, um, have people get back to me in between, then I'm going to need to allow um, that time. So for instance, when we run the love what you do collective events, I'm so like, as soon as that event is done, I want the next event ready to go so that people can start booking tickets. I want to be able to tell people about what the event is going to be about. So we can let people know ahead of time. And yet, because I work with a partnership with Kirsten, it's like, hang on a minute, if she needs to do part of the um, marketing aspect and I need to do the setting up of the events, well, hang on, 
I need to wait for her to be able to have time to do those things. So it's recognizing that I need to be flexible with the outcome and flexible with the timing around it. Um, cool. So that's just me, but let's get on to, so if finishing is a real struggle for you, recognizing what, um, why that might be and what are you making it mean? So interesting enough, like when people struggle to finish things, it's because they've built it up so much in their mind about what it will mean to finish it, that they're either holding themselves back from finishing it because it might mean something for them in regards to a change of their identity or how people will judge them or actually putting ourselves out there to a point where we may fail. And there's a, so there's a huge fear of, of failure, obviously. Um, and it's interesting because it's about often when we struggle to finish things, it's often because we've come up against some roadblocks. So we've come up against something that uh, stops us from moving forward. And rather than actually building resilience and pushing past it and making sure it's going to happen and having that determination, we're allowing ourselves to give up early. So where do you find that you're giving up early and what are you making it mean? Often, it can actually be a, a limiting belief around feeling like we don't deserve to have good things or feeling like we don't deserve to have good results. And so we often self-sabotage in that area as well. So just recognizing where we need to build resilience and focus on building that resilience to create the results we're wanting. Uh, and a lot of that can come from literally just getting back up when you get knocked down or um, being flexible, right? So being flexible with the outcome, but also flexible with how you think it's going to work. Because often when we get to a point where we're trying to achieve something it's and we get these roadblocks that come up and knock us over, they can we can allow that to actually derail us and we allow it to be okay to give up. So... If that's something that has become a pattern for you where you give up early before finishing certain things, then just recognize that behavior and recognize that pattern and decide whether it, you would like to change it or not. Because sometimes we keep ourselves so safe that we don't actually complete things because it means things might need to change. So it's not only just a fear of failure, it's a fear of change. And our brains have an immense fear of change, right? Because change seems dangerous to our brain and our brain is these magnificent machines that try to preserve as much energy as possible and to keep us safe. We have an absolute survival mechanism that's designed to recognize any danger that could put us at a place where we might be hurt or killed, right? So it sees failure as major, major, major danger. <laughs> Sorry, major, major danger. Um, but also it sees any form of judgment as danger, uh, comparison, like putting ourselves out there for, for fear of feedback, like all of that, right, is this major fear of change. Because if we finish things and we get things done, then other things could possibly happen. And that's also scary. It's getting ourselves outside our comfort zone and pushing ourselves to the point where we actually achieve these things mean things change. And that is scary. So it's very normal for us to bounce around in that area of not getting things completed because we don't want things to change. And even though we might be saying to ourselves, I'm just so sick of this, I want to change. But subconsciously, it's so built into our subconscious about that fear of wanting of not wanting change, but also a fear of thinking we don't belong or we don't, if things might change in regards to, say, for instance, you have a circle of friends that 
loves sitting around talking about how things are so hard and that they don't have any money. And then by you following your dreams and following your passion and making money in your business, that fear of judgment from them. But not only that, it's that fear of not feeling like you belong anymore. And that is major because our brains look at that as a part of a huge, huge challenge because where do you belong? Where do you fit? And we have that real core need to actually feel like we belong. So all of these is just mind traps and just mental constructs, but you can change them. It just takes a bit more determination and focus. So it's recognizing that sometimes we need to work on building resilience in finishing and get back up when you fall down, um, learn to take on feedback. Often that can be where we give up early, where we start getting feedback when um, things are not working. And instead of taking it in a place where it's like, cool, okay, I can fix that and change that. And let's learn in this area to develop it and get better at it. Sometimes we take it as personal feedback and as a judgment and we take it personally and then don't move forward. So recognizing where that's holding you back and take on that attitude of, attitude of we're always learning. When we're flexible about the outcome, we're flexible at how we're going to get the outcome, then we can always try something new. So when we shift and change and we try something new and we just keep shifting and changing until we get the result, that's resilience. And that's when you can start to making it mean whatever you want to make it mean because that's when it's not a failure. There is no such thing as failure. It's just feedback. So you worked out what didn't work and what did work. So you can try something else. There is so much more to try and yet often we get so hung up on wanting it to be exactly how we pictured it to be or exactly how we thought it would go. And then when it doesn't go that way, we give up. So notice that if that is you, what is that costing you? What is that giving up early costing you? Where are you holding yourself back from actually having so much joy in your life and so many good things in your life because you keep giving up on yourself early and not getting things done? Okay, so some key tips to get things done and have everything happening in your life that you want. Keep going. Don't give up. Like build that resilience and recognize that it's recognize you're giving up, recognize that you are letting these small things get in your way when you can actually start to build the resilience and start picking yourself back up when you fall down and teach yourself to actually win. Teach yourself how it feels. Teach your brain what it feels like to actually finish something and celebrate. So one suggestion I would have here is definitely to have those smaller milestones, as I mentioned before, but have something great that you're going to do for yourself when you actually achieve that big goal. So when you completely finish it and you have that one thing that you've wanted to get done for so long, make sure you reward yourself for it. Often in this society, we, we get that hustle and that go, go, go. We constantly are on to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. We actually stop and forget to actually reward ourselves and feel good about how we've, what we've achieved, right? Allow yourself to feel proud of yourself. Really feel that and then prove it to yourself that you can do it. Like this is one of the biggest things. Often for so, for so long, if you've been putting off finishing things and not allowing yourself to get to that point, you actually complete something, then 
it's because we've stopped believing in ourselves. It's stopped, we've stopped allowing ourselves to prove ourselves wrong, right? We believe all the things that we tell ourselves in our heads and we believe that everything, everyone else tells us that we're not good at this or we shouldn't get that or we don't deserve this and we allow that to be our story. Whereas if you actually look at the goals that you set out for yourself and go, you know what, this is my opportunity to prove myself wrong, to prove myself that I can do this, because you are absolutely worthy of this. And if it's just getting through a little bit of feeling a little bit uncomfortable, that's all it is, right? It's that little bit of, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway. It's so important. It's such powerful work to have that shift and change happen for you and recognize those hidden drivers. When we talk about, you know, knowing that it's a fear of change or a fear of success or a fear of danger, just allow that to be okay. That's okay, brain. Thank you for that. Thanks for pointing that out to me. Yes, I'm a little bit scared on doing this. Yes, this means that something's going to change, but it's going to change for the better. It's almost like you need to talk yourself into it. Yeah, be your own inner cheerleader. Don't allow the brain to stop you from taking things to the next level. Take the power back and start choosing what you want for your life. And that all comes with having that absolute execution of finishing things. That's where so much can happen. When you put things out there, people recognize it. When, when you finish things and you get things done, people start to notice. And I'm not doing, I'm not saying doing it for other people. Do it for you. You deserve to actually have great things in your life. Often we tell ourselves we don't deserve it, right? But you do. Good things are going to come your way. We've just got to take that power back. And it's up to us to know that we can create the shift and change that we want by just changing the thought or belief or emotion that we have that is possibly holding us back. However you see fit, this is absolutely up to you. We be flexible. We recognize that. We notice it's a little bit of danger, a little bit of fear, a little bit of, um, of us quitting and giving up on ourselves. And just let this be the time that you don't. Let this be the chance where you step up and you take action and you just keep proving yourself right every single day. I hope this episode has been amazing food for thought and I hope you can take these action steps and put them into place and I really want to hear how you go with it. So please feel free to share with me on social media. The next Love What You Do collective event is happening on October 10th and the topic this month is actually hustle and flow. So it's recognizing how to get into a flow state so we feel better on a more regular basis to raise our vibration but also to to allow things to be easier rather than sticking in that hustle and grind and really struggling to keep moving and pushing things and really working towards things in a hustle mentality, we're actually going to be talking about how we utilize hustle, but also how we get into a flow state. So it actually is easier for us to achieve our goals. So if you are in Brisbane, if you'd like to attend, I'll put the details in the show notes, but we'd love to see you there. Have an amazing week. And here's to taking your life and business to the next level. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the next level life podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode, so please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week, and here's to taking your life to the next level.